Ready? Ready. Rolling. Rolling. Here we go. Welcome to the Bubba's wrap-up podcast from the 2023 edition, year five. Andrew Drummond here with Monty McIndoe. Monty, what's up? Hey, Andrew. You rested? You recovered? I'm not, and I'm not. Mm. Me neither. This week is just a whirlwind. Yes, my, my work day today was not uh not stellar well yesterday was monday back in the shop sunday no monday wow yeah, yeah. monday yeah. monday it ended at 1:30 on monday. monday yeah and we spent the day exploding the after cleaning up the event coming back to the shop getting everything organized uh yeah it's a lot there's a lot of aftermath yeah dealing with uh the post race emails photos what else did we do just just thinking about what happened over the time is right actually up a lot of time reading up on all of the post-race reports on yeah. strava and instagram i've been screenshotting those and sending them over to bubba i think he's getting getting a kick out of that yeah because he just went and cleaned the course yeah i went uh monty and i were going to go today and then if, but before I even got a chance to do that, I got a text from Bubba asking me just about if I had a backpack or something for, for stuff. And I was like, you know what, go do it, go, go hang out on the course. And I could see like, he'd definitely been slipping and sliding a little bit on those wood planks, but he was just piling up all the flags and like leaving them in spots. And, mm. uh, so anyways, I went on tonight, went on the course tonight and of course there's lights, I, there was five lights still on. Christmas trees blinking. Nice. And uh, yeah, the mud's still there. There's like a little divider. It, there's like a six inch divider, like a Jersey barrier mm -hmm. from the footsteps of just like squishing up all the mud. Yeah. Incredible. You wanna let Pike in? Yeah, Pike wants in. I'm just gonna hit pause here. Pike of the shop cat wanted to come in and participate. Well, any, anyway, I think we didn't do a great job highlighting all the people that were coming to participate this year. And I, I think there's a reason for that. If we go back to our preview podcast, really Monty just bullied a bunch of people he knew and we just rattled, rattled through them. But it's really tough to sit here and pick favorites and talk about who, who's going to do what, because let's be honest, this course and this format and this event and the weather it's just such an unknown. I mean, like I said, the only thing we knew is Ed is the defending and only finisher yeah. of this event. So he's the favorite. And I think uh, there's, a, like I said, a lot of returning people that did well last year. They Most of them did really well this year. And then we had some new names come in. Um, yeah, so we should just go over some of the, go over the event. We'll go over the stats talk about some of the the top finishers and or not finishers top dnfers and and we've got some i got some ideas too hmm. i got some ideas for next year hmm. so i want to bounce those off you but i think before we even get started with that this is uh something that we did, i didn't even talk to monty offline about this but the great debate that i'm having in my own head is is the course 3.5 miles or 3.6 miles 3.6 you think it's three point six? Yeah. When when I when I do it, it's three point six. 
see this is the beauty is everyone's gonna get a little different on their on their gps watch i think we need to wheel it well i'm so let's put it this way so to pad the stats three six right i'm older than you three six <laughs> okay so i've never run it pr- like as in the competition of the event i've run laps in it but so three six i just say it's important for those hitting their their milestones especially when you start getting to 100 miles because 100 miles is something like 27 laps will get you there if you're 3.6 28 if yeah. you're 35 yeah and i've been i've just been like blasting it out there that it's 35 this whole time and no one's come up to me and be like i think you're wrong i did <laughs> just now <laughs> just now but in the, in the in the previous events it's been 36 you put it in the mileage and you divide it. No, yes. no one wants to do 0.6 math. Everything is 0.5 math. Yeah, like a mile's the, the the best use of anything. Well, 500, 5,260 <laughs> feet. I mean, come on. Let's get, why don't we just switch it to kilometers then? We, we should one year. That would really throw everyone off. And run it backwards. Um, that's, any, anyway, I, that's, I just want to get that off my chest because it's been burning a hole in my head. But Monty's usually by the numbers. I sent him numbers. They were in the wrong format. I didn't do a thing with them. So Monty hasn't done anything, but that's okay. I the, sent I sent out which some is, num- which is usual for the relationship. <laughs> I sent out some numbers in the in the post race email. But um, if we're looking at just the generic ones, how many laps were completed, just with the racers, not the volunteers who ran a lot, and friends who also ran a lot, it was fourteen hundred and ninety two. You know what that is? That's when Columbus sailed the sailed. ocean blue. There you go. Uh, and in mileage, three point five mileage. That's what I'm going to use for the rest of this podcast. Oh my god! That's five hundred, I mean five thousand two hundred twenty-two miles. That's, that's outrageous, uh, especially on that little course. Average distance completed across the participants, fifty-three miles. Is that more? That's is that more or less than you thought? Previous year was what fifty six? Yeah, so it's fifteen laps, which is crazy to think that, given the conditions being atrocious, it's a skewed by yeah, but mo- a few miles. That most people, most people that did this ran an ultra marathon in like a giant mud puddle. That's so wild. Uh, more on the rate of attrition in a moment. Number of miles Ed has completed on this course. 647, something like that. 647.5. 647.5 miles. Yeah. So so let's, can we bang out Ed in the beginning? Hold on. That's 185 laps. Yeah. Race laps. Wow. All right. Yeah, let's talk about. You can talk about Ed. I'll, I'll... So, so the so the conversation that I was having in my head about Ed is, Ed's the only finisher. Ed could also be the only person who does not know what his limit is on this course. I mean, that's a fact. Because he's never had, he's he's finished every lap he started. If we go back to 2019, yeah, is that the first year? Mm-hmm. I think this was Ed's first foray into this format. Yeah. Knew nothing. Ed now has a PhD in backyard ultras. 
This was his ninth for sure. Probably he probably snuck in some other ones I couldn't find. I don't know anyone else who's done more than that around around he, this town. He he's got it dialed. And the the thing you'll you'll see if you did like the like the look of him from the first lap to the look of him from the thirty fifth lap, it looks very, very similar. His his routine's the same, his like inner inner lap routine is the same, rest and recovery. It's like not like a metronome, but it's very like you know, unflappable comes to mind. You know, it's a lot of this poker face, lap to lap, one lap high, next lap low, back high again. A lot of digging yourself out, especially as the that second night hits. But I was talking to Don, his partner, in all of this, and she's she's like, she was telling me before that she gets probably more nervous than he does, more anxious the night before the race because she is like she is his lifeline to make sure that he has the most efficient uh aid station breaks as possible so you'll see ed in his gravity chair laid back and she's like making sure he's got everything he needs yeah, he comes bl- in comes out blanky. good to go <laughs> pit stop uh but she said that first night ed had a low and ed's never had a low the first night and that's just playing mind games with me as a race director. If Ed's having issues the first night, what does it say for the second night? Yeah. But you wouldn't know it by looking at him on the line. No. And it was the same. It was, a, it was deja vu all over again. This is, could have been the second, second edition, third edition. It was just Ed, a little trail of people, the Pied Piper, a lot yeah. of people just kind of observing what he's doing on the course. No poles either, right? Um, I don't remember seeing poles. I don't remember seeing him with poles. I could be wrong. Probably honoring the true format. I, I remember him shirt and no shirt. I remember that when the when the rain subsided for a bit, it was no shirt, but just like steady. And I, I, the the only time I've ever seen him is walking. Oh no, no, I saw him the one year we had the the cash lap the first mile when he almost beat. Um, Todd, and he has a big. He's has a like. He's quick, right? He also ran a sub thirty last lap on lap twenty five, the very first year, yeah, against Nate Lamar. But we're jumping way ahead. We don't need to talk about Ed just yet. We should just wrap up some of our numbers. So, the other stat that you brought out was the female participation, participation, or the non male participation. Yeah, and. This year was at 30%, yep. more or less, which was, I don't know, up from last year a tiny bit or similar? Um, up because the number of participants were up, so the overall total count of women was up. But it, as a percentage, I think it was highest the first year mm. as yeah. a percentage. The first year kills all the data. Yeah. Um, 50% women in the finals, and I'm sure if Alyssa <laughs> Gadeski... Uh, would love to have her name in that mix too. Yeah. She was hanging out. She was coaching. Uh, one of her athletes we'll talk about later, but the women were strong. That was obvious. Uh, and another, another really tough year, um, going, going further down the stats. So yeah, 90, 98 starters. 
think we had 82 participants hit the 50K mark, 39 hit the 50 mile mark, 28 hit the 100K mark, including 16 year old out of Chapman. Yep. 12, for the 12 hours, this was the other important thing was this rate of attrition. We had 57 make it to 12 hours and only 48 started 13, which is really, I don't know, reflects the dropout rate. And that was that 50% number. And then we see that in last year's standing as well. But historically in this format, I don't know what it is, that 12 hour. Well, well, there's the, the, the 12 hours. So that, that becomes the night, like going into the deep night. Right. Mm-hmm. And that just like, I think you get that far in, you pass the 12, you pass the 10 hour. Now I'm in the, in the double digits and then you get to art. It's now 12. And then you just, I think people just check out. But I'm super impressed. The rain, when did the rain hit? Can you remember when that first, I have to timestamp the rain photos. Oh my God. It was, um, it was late afternoon. Wasn't it? No, it was evening. The first night. When it dumped? Yeah, like that hour. Oh. I don't know. I couldn't say. Night starts at 7 p.m., so it could have been any time in there. But what I was thinking was that with this 12-hour mark and everything that was going on, is it just the participants are just chasing 12 hours, and in years past, they hit the 12 hours, and it's hard, but it's like I hit my 12 hours so I can stop. And this year it's like, wow, this is super hard, but I still want my 12 hours. And I'm like, I'm willing to push through whatever to get that 12 hours because to not have, man, to not have that course, the way it deteriorated with, with any sort of rain, just instantly turned to greasy peanut butter. Yeah. And you used to be able to get some free, free quarter miles on that course, half miles where you could just open it up. You'd get like, be able to run some of the descents, but no, now it was tiptoeing down hopscotch, just trying to find your way the trying to just not fall. survive. And some of the course was, just seemed unrecognizable, unrecognizable to me at night. And as I got teleported along, I was like, wait, wait, we're here. This course looks like nothing. Like I remember it. Uh, anyway, I just thought that the rate of attrition stats like clockwork, still crazy, 24 hours, 20% left. So 19, um, but only 15 started the 25th lap. Yeah. Big drop there. And then that 33 slash 34 hour, the reckoning lap, I like to call it. That's like, that's where I dropped in 21 Yeah, because now you've done a full night lap. You're going to the second night and you're asking yourself a lot of questions. <laughs> your, your body is, your body's cooked. You're so sleepy because it's all that fun and excitement of being up for that second day is gone. Second sunset gone. All the crew and participants gone. Is this ghost town? It's cold. It's notoriously cold on those second nights. Yeah. It was in the forties for us brutal so you'll you'll see on that 33 34 hour across like especially like this these late fall um backyard ultras but yeah that's another tough tough lap count uh and then 12 participants hit the 100 mile mark uh which is i'm saying 29 laps this year okay i'll say 29 too you can say 28 there'd be a few more Mm. but less than i'd say last year 
by a handful. Anyway, those are those are my numbers. Uh, what else? Any other thoughts on expectations? No, I mean, I had I had a definite story in my mind when it was when you know how I thought it was going to play out, which did not happen. So, which scared me, but I'll we'll talk about that later on. Uh, well, there's a ton of excellent performances. Some of those um, getting through the first day, you know, they looked like they were pushing it to the limit, their limits, which they probably were. But it was always amazing to see like the the people that made it to that second night. Yeah. look like the people of the first night you're like how did yeah. they how did they get to that second night yeah well we we've said too like a bunch of times like going through the first day is just the entry fee to get to the event you the know the massage yeah you can do it and if, if you can if you can make it that far then if you really want you have i guess it, it it's you know self-selecting if you can make it through the first 24 then you're in the final part but it's not easy getting like doing this for 24 hours. And the, the main question I have when talking to anybody is like, they think like, well, if I just started, I can do anything for 24 hours. I'm like, it's different because you're starting and stopping 24 different times. And when you, when you stop and you have to make the choice, okay, I'm going to get up and go back to the line again. That's the, you know, it's not like I'm just going to keep on going. Well, it's the age old I don't know, debate over like the not having a finite end and you're in your head the whole time and you have all of these opportunities to quit yeah, and all of these questions of why you're doing this. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to remind people to quit too in the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure like (laughs) things are bottlenecking and we're, uh, it just feels, feels like, I mean, these are a lot of people and they're not dropping. Yeah. Cause we, I mean, so we show up and the, the quitters table is empty. And has to be filled up with 97 names. And I'm just like, this is never going to happen because everybody looks great. And they're going out and then it's lap two and nobody's dropping. And lap three, nobody's dropping. You're like, when, like the I, the dam has to break at some point and then the trickle is going to start happening. <laughs> yeah, I was joking. I would see people. I saw like Matt Scobie. I'm like, dude, you're still here. Like <laughs> I didn't expect him to, to go that deep. And it's it's, it's, it's so cool. I mean, I think... I was in the supermarket today, tonight, shopping, and I see Emily Like. Yeah. And I'm asking her how she's doing. To, you know, mm-hmm. it took her two hours to get on Echo Lake. <laughs> Echo Lake is a pond. <laughs> but uh, no, her recovery is going great. She went up to Hermit Lake. And then uh, I ran to Sarah LaCorris, too, at the grocery store, and she was like, I got to do this. I don't think I want it. She's like, I, I know I'm probably not going to love it, parts of it, but she's like, watching everyone find their limits was super inspiring yeah um but yeah on paper you know i think this event i've always said it's so deceiving but then you got that guy ed clifford on there this 58 year old and you're like i mean there's got to be people that just see that and smell blood yeah sure on on paper it looks very easy it's say it is 3.5 miles okay it's 3.5 miles in an hour okay you can walk down the sidewalk like briskly and go that distance. It's like when oh. it when it's undulating and there's rocks and roots and trees in the way and multiple stream crossings, it's like it then becomes like it's not easy. Right. And there's professional walkers I felt like in this 
in this year's class. I mean, Eli Brackian, I think he said something like, I walked 34 miles. It was, uh, you know, that far in before he started to, he's like, all right, I need to start running a little bit of this because the course is getting chewed up or, yeah. or my pace is falling off where now I need to start shuffling. So what I did notice about the entire event was the people coming in were a lot further back on the clock than they usually were. It was usually like late, thir- like late 30s they'd be coming in to like late 40s and then they had their 10 minutes and it seemed like it shifted by like first five minutes and then 10 minutes because people were bumping up a lot against the clock of coming in with like a minute or two to spare. Right. Our boy, August, he was running. He was leading most laps. And yeah. what time was he coming in? 33, 34. He was cooking. Was he? Yeah. Well, he's an exception. Uh, all right. So... I say go in, we should just chat about the top 12 because those are the people that did the, the yeah. hundred miles. Yeah. So if we start, well, honorable mention only because, uh, only because I made this prediction that there was going to be a dark horse in there. Um, no, that's, that's, I'm going to, I'm just getting ahead of myself. 13th, yeah. just because Caitlin Rhodes showed up and threw down sneaky crusher and I just did a quick look and it looks, she won a 70 miler, um, in 2021. And, uh, I wish I had told her one more lap will put you over a hundred. So I don't know. I'd have to check her Strava to see if she, her numbers give her, gave her the push, but the unofficial, the official unofficial, um, I think she's 98, something like that. Yeah. And moving to 12th, uh, Tyler, yeah. uh, Seppala. Part of that Monadnock monster crew down south, uh, you know, he's just chugging along, and I was just, I was impressed to see him. You know, last year he did eighty four miles, and in in considerably what I think tougher conditions, he went he went longer. Eleventh, um, Connor the Captain Brown. Yeah, right. Is that? Yep. I think I'm thinking this, the right guy. You are. Uh, he was my dark horse. If I said that there would be someone that wasn't ranked or wasn't showing up in the rankings and getting the top 10, he got 11th, but I'm sure it was a, a personal best for him. Super impressive. Yeah. All right. Top 10, Aaron Copeland. Monty's like, who's Aaron Copeland? Who's Aaron Copeland? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Aaron took it pretty seriously this year. I know he pinged me a couple times asking a couple, asking for some info on uh setup and, I always love that when people ask for setup, you know, they're all business and he just kept plugging away. He was never in the, I don't think he was ever in the lead, but he was always there. Yeah. Uh, ninth Peter Benito. Yeah. I knew, I knew Peter's name from all the ragged 50 K stuff. And I guess he just set the FKT on the, the son of P Kurosar's ragged 75 mile loop for an FKT. So, I mean, that's his jam over there. I guess if you're doing the stage race or the 50k year year over year, um, beautiful trail. Nice plug for 603s event mm. over there. That's every that's usually the first week of August, and you know for an event that really doesn't suit his strength. Not many mountains here. He still did exceptionally well. You know his gait did not look amazing towards the end. No, but you could tell he's like, I want this. I'm going to push this till I can't. Yeah. 
so kudos kudos to uh, Peter on that. And I hope he returns with uh, all this experience. Coming in eighth, Ian O'Reilly. I don't know. What can you say? He, he was not happy with the mud. He did not love the mud, but dude. But he was. His entourage. Him. Oh, yeah. His aid station, again, on point, always looks more professional than the actual aid station that we put together. <laughs> and yeah, it puts ours to shame. So he he definitely got a couple more laps in last year, moved up the leaderboard too to match. So yeah. I mean, yeah, in this group to show up, get in there in the in that top ten in the A spot. He threw it down and left it all on the course. Yeah. Uh seventh, Danny Meja. Mm. Uh, he pushed it until I think his ankle popped. Yeah. You know, when people come in, they're like, I wanna quit. Well, he came in, he's like, my ankle blew up. Yeah. He's, I heard, I heard something pop. It's not like that. I don't think I can go out on a lap. He's like, I'm, you know, I'm done. Something popped. I'm not going out. Yeah. I don't know. It's a super impressive year for him. I know he got second at the Riverlands 100. I think that's in May. And is like at the back Cove Ultra. He also got second there. So he knows how to suffer and very positive. People were singing his praises. Good influence on the course. Yeah. Um, all right. A great guy. Yeah. Super nice. Awesome. Yeah. Coming in sixth, we got Maya Buckingham. Now we're getting to the uh, the Richmond Trail Runner crew, mm. defending women's champion mm. and record holder. Yeah. She did 35 laps last year. Uh, you know, she looked she looked fine. I think when when it came down to it, it was just like not her not her day. Yeah. She was. She looked rocked. Yeah, rightly so. But I'm, you know, I'd love to know what she was thinking, just in general of of the situation. If she had the carrot of having Megan Jensen there too, or if she like got psyched out with Megan, or if she was so. I mean, obviously stoked for Megan, but yeah. you know, when you get competitive, where your mind's at. I mean, I've I've seen Maya a lot. I don't know that I've ever had any discussion with her. I would love to get Maya, Megan, and. Uh, one of the other women in the mix here to, to get a, a group discussion going on their experience. Uh, someone, some other podcast. Yep. Get that, get that going. Okay. Fifth Lucas. Yeah. Genuletus. Yep. Butchering his last name. I'm sure he started showing up a lot. What do you, he, he's just, he just pops up. I think he lives on the Cape. He comes up. I've seen him at Friday night vert. Seen him at uh, a couple other events we host, yeah. and he's quiet, and he's all business too. Yeah. He likes to go long. Yes. I think. I think his mom was crewing him. She's no bullshit. No, she's like Luke isn't tired. She's like <laughs> getting all defensive, and I'm like, how's he doing? You know, whatever. He's like, how do you? Th-? He's fine. He's like, he likes this. Yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah, he was there at last year standing. I think he did. Uh, he did a hundred miler. He snuck into a hundred miler out in Malibu that I didn't even know about this summer. He got fifth. Um, yeah, I, I expect to see, and he's young, so I, I expect him to come back and and still be up there in the discussion. Fourth, we got Ben Feinson. Again, we're gonna. There's gonna be a theme here. The the Richmond Trail Runners. Yep. He emailed me this. I think a couple of our folks could re- realistically go quite long 
and we are eager to stake a claim close to the start. Yes. Like I said, yeah. if you're reaching out yeah. about concern about how far away the, the start finish corral is. Uh, so absolutely. And I said, I've saved you a spot near the start. You know what they said? For tradition, we're going to go back to our original spot in the back. Oh, that's why they were there. Yes, because that's where they were last year. They had they had a cool setup, uh, but it was not that close. It was by the porta potties. Could have been closer. Sure, but they moved it closer. Yeah. Once things got serious, they moved it closer. Once everyone had cleared out, um, Ben was one of my I thought favorites. He got I think third last year, mm-hmm. thirty seven or thirty nine laps, something like that. So as you know, I thought he learned probably learned a bunch. He's psyched to come back. I saw Ben. Ben was popping blisters the first day. Like yeah. Early on. I was like, ooh, that's not good. But he didn't, you know, he, was, he didn't show uh, like it was phasing him at all. And I know people were out there and he was super positive. And I think he was talking to Will right before he ended up dropping. And he's like, he came up and he's like, heart wasn't in it. Yeah. It's like when they, somebody say like, do you have a safety pin and a match? You know, there's not good stuff going on. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? He's, he said, heart's not in it. And what do you say to that? Keep going? No. I mean, it's like, if you, if your heart's not in it, like, yeah. why are you here? Yeah. Well, he, he was. Th- no, I know. He was there for most of it, but he could tell <laughs> when, like, when things got, came pushed to shove. Yeah. Get out for another lap. My, my, mo- he's like, my motivation's wrong. Yeah. Okay. It's fascinating though. Yeah. Fascinating that he can still push through that far and yeah. not not be like totally committed. Yeah. Uh all right. Third, we got Megan Jensen. 119 miles. So I think, yeah, just shy of the woman's record. Um coached by Alyssa Gadeski, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. And you know, not totally on my radar, semi on my radar. I've heard her name. I knew she did well, I don't know, at the Ragged Stage Race, la- I don't know, last year, a couple years ago, and that she's part of the Richmond Trail uh, Trail Runners. That's all I knew. And again, part of this contingency where I had no idea where people are going to settle in this in this top 10, you know, when they're cranking out lap after lap after lap. Yeah. Hard to read. But amazing performance for her. Um, really love to see it. Second, we got Will Peterson. So when when Megan dropped, you know this was the this was the matchup that I thought was very likely. Young versus old, mm. the Jedi and whatever <laughs> the Padawan. It and I just this is where man, I'm like. I know he had a bad event last year and I think his knee was bothering him and it just like really threw him off to the point where I think he said he's retired from Bubba's he's like, I'm over this. He, cause he did, he got 105 miles the year before or something and, and whatever. But anyway, so last year, 80 something miles and like had, you know, an injury, you, you're, your mind wants it, but your body's saying you can't have it. Yeah. Incredibly. It's gotta be incredibly frustrating. And I thought he was done. But as the year went on, you know, and, and this was a myth, this was like med school coming on, you know, 
he's got a he did the long trail fkt this summer which i think many will say is the fkt of the year and to roll into this with i don't know i guess he had med school fitness like carry on to that but i mean i can't imagine you you can do as much as you want to be doing when you're in school as a first year second year student whatever uh but he's got to be happy with how things went because when he was done and this is this was something where you said to me this is gonna go this could go 14 hours or do you say this is one hour it could be like one hours or 14 hours yeah i was like it's gonna i think this is gonna go and when it was at, at 34 hours i was like i think we're going here for another 14 hours and I believed you and it freaked me out to think that we were going to be stuck there for this cage match. Yeah. But also, I mean, that's pretty exciting. And you went to bed. So, yeah. <clears throat> so I think like, I'm thinking like I'm, you know, I put a stake in the ground. Like I think it's going to go, these two are going to just trade body blows for f- another 14 hours. They're going to go long they're going to see the day and then we're going to see what happens. So I'm like, I'm going to go re- like go get a couple hours sleep. And who was there at that point? So we had Aaron and our volunteer crew. Yep. And we had Colin. Colin, yep. Volunteer crew slash pizza man. Yep. Shout out Colin. And we had Tina. Tina Merritt. Tina Merritt showing up at the best possible time to prep with the best possible energy yeah it was like re- like a lifesaver so cool yeah. because again these second nights it's cold it's lonely it's sad yeah the you're you're there the like the party's ended a long time ago and yeah. you're still there sure <laughs> and 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 tina's cooking up cheese quesadillas and burgers and like come on tina you gotta go oh i'm just gonna wait i'm just gonna wait and like she said she was leaving like four different times. Yeah. Well, and Declan showed up and Eric Bowden showed up. Yeah. And then you just have their crew, you know, that's it. Like there's Alyssa was hanging out for a bit and you have Don and then you had, um, Eric, Rick. Yeah. Hanging out. That's uh, Will's dad. And his mom was there. Wasn't she? Did she it's, leave? She was there for, for most, most of it. I don't know. I mean, I, at that point... Sorry, and Eric also ran. Oh, yeah. Shout out Eric, PR. <laughs> <laughs> I think he surprised himself so, in those conditions. Went over 50 miles, I think, was his goal. So And and always smile on that guy, Eric. Great to see him. Uh, anyway, just setting the scene there. You know, stars made an appearance a little bit. Campfires going yeah. in the 40s mud still everywhere because we were blessed with another little rain squall when yes. it was a two percent chance right and shout out for charlie the Presty for taking my call thank you charlie yeah that was depressing the, the the wind had been blowing a little bit during the sunday so it um it dried things out a tiny bit it was going in the right direction then boom enough rain just to hit the surface and Grease just it back up yeah that was that was bs um, but all right. So these two, so you got Will and Ed yeah. and Ed's looking fresh. He's sporting his new Nerona Senya that we awarded him for his, uh, 600 breaking the 600 mile barrier on, yeah. on Bubba's. Yep. Yeah. But you're right. Like 
this could have gone 14 hours in my mind. Yeah. Uh, just knowing that if, you know, Will had his day or was feeling better that he was going to really push Ed and Ed wasn't showing anything, no. any signs of slowing down. And they were both, you know, they started, they started to come in a little later. I think Will's second to last lap, he came in at like 56 past. Yeah. Um, and his dad also said that he was getting sleepy out there. So there were some cracks, some cracks happening, but on that, on that next lap, um, they both went out counterclockwise and we're sitting by the fireplace and all of a sudden we see like someone coming back and it had, they had waist light. So you knew it was a runner and yeah. it was probably Will. and Will came back and just said, yeah, he's like, I'm, you know, I was just, my pace wasn't enough that wasn't going to make it. So I was like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. That's what you want. You want to push it. You want to time out. You want to push it till like, you're, you're not going to make the cutoff. Um, I wish he had just, I wish he had walked the whole course. I wish he had just like to see what, see if he would have got that last lap. But, um, this was a hard year. This was a year where I, I said, it's going to be tough to get out of the thirties. Super hard. Um, but yeah, he was sitting in the chair, um, hanging out, just eating some ramen while, uh, Ed finishes lap and Ed, Ed comes across and we have a video of this on the Instagram account where Ed turns like pivots, like he does to go back to his, to go back station. to his aid station. And I'm blinding him with the, my headlamp. And once he doesn't see Don, he's like, Where, what's going on? You know? Oh, 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 how did you get, you know, and he sees Will and then he's doing some bad late night mental math. Yeah. I was being... like, Ed, you, I'm like, you know, Will, right? And he's like, he's like, what are you doing there? He's like, oh, and then he realizes that he's like, got it again. He's finished again. And he's like, oh no, Dawn's asleep. I need to go. And I'm like, Ed, he's like, oh, there she is. <laughs> I mean, then he's finally showing like, wow, he is like sleepy and not all with it. Yeah. But, and I, well, I wonder too, what he was thinking that lap, if he didn't see, you know, you get a chance. There's a couple, there's that one out and back around mile, I guess that direction, one and a half. Yeah. Almost like almost one and a half where he would have seen Will or known that Will's, if he didn't see him, that Will's really far back. Yeah. But, but again, I I think that goes to, I don't think Ed... I think Ed is a genuinely nice guy and wants everybody else to do as well as they can. But he's just like, I have to finish this lap. I don't think he's like here about like, oh, so-and-so or so-and-so. He's just like, I have a job to do. It's to finish this lap. And that's that. Do you think he feels bad a little bit? No. Stealing all the axes? No. I, I would say that, you know, from his point of view, he didn't steal them. Everybody else gave him up. <laughs> That's such a good point. <laughs> That's such a good point. Which, I mean, this is, he, so he could have said to himself when he was doing this lap, I'm done. I'm not going on again. We don't know. Well, we don't know. That's the, that's the, the twisted beauty of this all. Do you think, Will, I mean, you think he's unsatisfied and wants to come back for the axe now that he's had a couple of days to 
to sit on this because yeah. he was he told me that he was like satisfied pretty satisfied because he stopped because he timed out i mean so so say so then we let's run through the rest of the tape so ed says at the end you know i think i'm done maybe i'll come back next year for the beer mile blah blah, blah, blah. so if ed doesn't show up i think there's going to be a bunch of people who are like so aren't as intimidated are you saying aren't as intimidated not aren't as intimidated but be like i i mean i thought they all showed up with like i have a chance here now i think they really want to know like who's going to take over the mantle like who's going to be the first guy after ed and this is why i think next year if the weather holds out nice i think it's going to go long i can see how having ed still there looking unflappable would just put you in a mental pretzel and and just break you because it, this guy can can do 45 laps he's done it yeah and you're sitting there thinking i don't think i can do 45 laps why do another one right but then again if we say if you don't think you can do 45 laps then you've already sunk yourself i mean we're, we're talking about the other like on the flat courses in europe right they're doing what, over 100 113 laps not and that the, many the guys are like oh we're, we're gonna just both not come out in the next lap and we're both dnf we'll both have set the the record i mean it's so but to the all right so ed yeah. said said he came to the shop in september and said hey i think this is it for me this is my last year there's other races and events i want to do i love bubba's but there's other other things out there, and yeah. I and I get. It. He said, "Hey, and if we can come back, volunteer, we'll we'll do it. If sure. we're around, it, and we'll you know." He really just said that he was jealous because he kept missing out on the beer mile. Because <laughs> he wants to take that too. Ed, stay away from my beer mile. <laughs> my money's on Ed. Uh, no, I it, it's uh, it's so cool. I mean, I think that that's this is like the most beautiful thing about this event is you got someone like ed year after year he found something that he's like borderline professional at and it's so it's it goes back to what i was saying before about on paper this looks like anyone could come in oh. and, and crush it yeah but no it obviously takes a lot of takes there's a lot of things going on there's the fitness there's the mental there's the strategy, the self-care, your crew. So, and I, w- I would love to get Ed back on the phone because there were certain times like he just, when it, when it was a big crowd of people, when you didn't know who the like top five were, Ed was walking out, he's in the middle of the pack, he's walking back in. And then there were certain times when it got to be like three and four and two people leaving the corral he was moving out at pace. I don't know whether he didn't want to be in the conga line or whatever, but he was like moving out. Like I still have plenty of juice in the tank. Yeah, that is, I mean, that seems to be part of the strategy of walk till you can't, but he looked good. He looked strong. Yeah. Uh, Anything else you want to get into before I talk about the beer mile? No, I think I'm good. 
because I didn't want to just gloss over defending champions, oh. repeat headlines. <laughs> I think the Conway Daily Sun was going to pick it up, but said, oh, I'm busy. <laughs> Hillary and myself, reigning champions, defended titles. Yes. And play-by-play, play, you know, people are going to remember this as the, the beer was slow this year. Slow beer, slow course. Course was wet. There was a couple corners. I had my spikes. Yes. And they were still having a tough time. Yes. Like if I could go back and pick a different shoe, I probably would have gone with the Evo Jaws instead of my track spikes or whatever, my mid-distance. I don't even know what they are. <laughs> uh, so this year, Brent Undercoffler, who yep. I did speak highly of in the preview podcast, showed up bringing his own beers and this is threw me off is that he, he brought bud platinum yet played with the the lawson's which was stupid because I, I said hey why would you want why don't you just take four beers home with you and use the shitty ones you brought like the rung which you brung uh-huh. well he gets in and does the the pilsner i did athletic brewing last year which i felt was an asterisk for a beer mile and i I think there's got to be a difference by doing a, a true beer versus a, a near beer. Well, turns out Johnny, Johnny Sunshine, our Lawson's, our beloved Lawson's rep, had all the beer on ice. I did not know this. Did not even think to like research that everything was like polar freezing. And we're in the sun. It's pretty warm. And, we, and I, I alternated between the Pilsner and the Hazy to get the equal to equal out because some people will flag this too, that the Pilsner's 4.8 and then the Hazy's 5.3. So I alternated with each lap, long lap, got the Pilsner, short lap, got the Hazy. Well, they were cold. They did not go down easy. In fact, it was embarrassingly slow <laughs> trying to drink these things. And out of the gun, you had Brett, Brent, you had Hillary, you had Ben Lane, and then myself and Zach McCarthy hot on my heels. And I thought it's not my day. Stomach didn't feel good. I was tired. I was just getting my clock clean that first lap. Came in, forgot that you have to slow your breathing, get your heart rate down so you're not just suffocating. And that just was another bad transition. This is very much like a schema race. You come in, some people are better at the transitions than you. Maybe you can make up some time on the transition and then you're not as fit for the, for the outside lap, but maybe you've got a little more skill, years of practice horrible transition again but i think everyone did pretty bad it was not pretty and anyways fast forward skinny lap uh big lap we're coming in and i come in a little bit after brent brent had a he had a real tough time yes last beer yes and i turned it on i was like this is my time you got it you just open it up take risks <laughs> like if you throw up you throw up but like take risks and how I got the beer done and we both go out kind of together. And so he, he took he, the lead. He, he might've been like one or two seconds ahead of you. Yeah. A couple of steps ahead. We get halfway down the straightaway and he burps up a little bit of spittle and it hits me. <laughs> and I was like, Oh boy, here we go. And I'm just like, just keep the, keep the effort honest. Like don't slow down, get around that corner. He just peels right off and just starts just loses all the beers Spewing. right there. Hands on knees, bent over. <laughs> and then I just said, see you later. You're out. And uh, 
yeah, it was really satisfying this year. Had a little more, felt like a little more competition. The fast boys weren't there. Yeah. Uh, you were, it was like the Patriots uh, Falcons game. You were like losing, losing, losing. Then you just like, went right by him in the last. Uh, it's just a life. Quarter. It's a life lesson. Is like don't step off the gas. Anything can happen. <laughs> yes, uh, that is a life lesson. <laughs> Keep your foot planted in it while you've been drinking. And <laughs> four okay, beer, okay, four maybe beers. not the best. <laughs> That's a great life lesson. Uh, well. Anyway, the beer mile again. How about run through the tape? That's that's right, a yeah. classic. Yep. Don't give up. Yeah. But anyways, thanks for all of the participants this year. We had a blast. Justin Chapman, Russ Grant, who else was there? Tim McDonald, who did it last year. He was uh, cleaning up the the caboose. Had a blast. Uh, Dean, and uh, am I missing someone else in the mix? I'm probably missing someone. Sorry. Uh, super fun so if you're into uh some light competition beer mile it's a blast we're actually there's one at ledge brewery on sunday that i'm helping out with i guess so wrapping things up uh yeah next year i guess next year is like a huge huge question mark it's exciting it's sad but it's exciting i think without ed there it's, uh, I don't know. I was talking to Colin about Brian Burke, how much he was missed this year. Yeah. You know, he's phenomenal at this format. The fact that he duked it out with Ed for 40 some odd hours, multiple years in a row. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see him come back, but I don't know. I, I think the the competitions. Just, I mean, people are getting more savvy, more skilled, more experienced. Yeah, the the, the young. The you know, I usually think that it's like in the beginning, like oh, it's like an old man's game. Like you're like old man muscle or old man with strategy or whatever, or you don't need to go fast. But there were a lot of like younger people who went really deep, and I'm like, maybe it's just like like anything else. Maybe they're just gonna like turn it on its head. And the 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 you know. The final four being a 50-50 split by genders, like, I, you know, I'd love to see. I mean, I just love it to anybody, like, putting it all out there. But, you know, what I think I know, I you know, soon realize I don't. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you think with time, just more experience, that people will give themselves a better chance of going deeper. Um, yeah, we're, we've certainly not hit the limits of the course. No. And next year, I will bet my money that it will go long as it's ever gone. Yeah. If the weather, I mean, you know, if the it, weather is like semi decent. Yeah, I mean, decent weather would be awesome. But it's like you know, we think about it. I don't think about it all year long, but I certainly think about it once the once the summer starts to hit. What it's going to be like? You know, like, should we change the format? Should we do this? Should we do that? But there's just it's like. Uh, it's not a purity, but it's so it's so simple of what and how you do it that, you know. But I got ideas for next year. We didn't talk about ideas. Wow. Course changes are fun, fun audibles. Hmm. Um, I brought up the the pumpkin or gourd carry. I mean, the pumpkin is does sound like fun. So if we can get a farm to sponsor, 
and donate us a hundred pumpkins of all various sizes. Yeah. And that you have to, there'll be the pumpkin lab sponsored by Weston farms by Peter Peter's pumpkin farm. Sherman yeah. farms. Yeah. Monty's pumpkin farm. I'd love to have Charlie grow a pumpkin and have a sweet apple carry that. <laughs> <laughs> a 2000 pound yeah. pounder. <laughs> <laughs> this is your pumpkin. It's only six inches from the finish, but you have to carry it over the line. Yeah. But basically the premise would be, well, I don't think it would be possible to lay pumpkins on the whole course, but you have to, there'd be pumpkins in the sheep field or something, right? And you start, you sprint, maybe people go out hot in the single track and get to the pumpkin pile and, and pick have- up any pumpkin, but you got to bring it all the way through the course. So it'd be counterclockwise. No, it could go clockwise. And, could, then, and have them, so have them carry the pumpkin for like 2.6 miles. Yeah. I mean, Tom Hooper has his pumpkin relay race where everyone, you have to run the whole race carrying pumpkin and you hand it to your partner. Mm. They, they seem fine. Well, and, and Tom Hooper is certainly somebody we want to follow. I know. That's a good point. Thanks. Thanks again, Tom, for the leaf blow. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. All right. Second idea. This is a good one. Every f- man, every five laps, odds go one way, evens go the opposite way. So I'm not anti that. It's just so so. Say so you're in five laps, right? Five laps deep. Say everybody's still in it. That's the point. So they get to experience that of passing fifty people. Yeah. Adds a little bit of like, get the elbows out. <laughs> a little bull, char- bull charge coming through. Out the way, coming through. Yeah. I mean. I mean, sort of another another thing to think about. Yeah. Well, so I, I did think about the, so say there's not that many people, right? You give them all new numbers after 24 hours. And then half the group goes one way, half the group goes the other way. I mean, at some point you could just pick people and tell them which way they're going. Yeah. But think about that one. And if you've got ideas, I'd like to hear them. Yeah. Send more away. That's all I got. I was thinking of another fun, fun one utilizing a course change, but I'm not going to disclose that information just yet. Hmm. So if you got ideas, send them. Anything else on my list? Man, I came prepared. Yeah, you're really prepared. Uh, shout out volunteers. You guys rock. Yes. Led by Amanda and Aaron and all the other people that hung out, like Boston Andy. Yeah, super. Has helped out a ton. Yeah. Uh, Madeline Ryan, she's in the cook. She was cooking it up uh, with, with Mark was there. So nice having them. And again, people that run the kitchen really appreciate that. Yeah. I think Madeline's going to do it next year. She did four laps. She's doing her first uh, 100, yeah, 100 she's miler. Doing a 100 miler. Yeah. Trouble. Good luck uh, with that, Madeline. But yeah, no, if you get a chance to volunteer, you know, maybe you're not doing this event, hop in, volunteer. We'll give you something to do. Helps out a ton. All the people setting lights. I mean, I, this year I felt like I didn't have to do nearly as much. In fact, I went back to the shop and worked for a few hours. Yeah. But setting lights, making coffee, 
manning the grill, manning the aid station, um, timing. Well, I think we're, we're going to get a timing company next year. I think we've just decided we should, I would like to see that. Yeah. We're talking about having like a timing mat, the halfway point. So mm. then real time you could watch as people click through, mm. but we need to find a timing company first. Um, what else? So a shout out to our, the photographer we had. Oh yeah. Brett. Awesome with that. But also <clears throat> missing Joe. Yeah. We miss you, Joe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have Joe VJ was out at the tunnel hundred a canal hundred. Sorry. A weekend yeah. in Ohio or something. Yeah. Um, come on. You got more shout outs. Happy birthday, Hillary. Happy birthday, Mills. It was her something birthday on yes. Sunday. Yes, it was. Happy birthday. And then thank you. What was your role? I I just, I got, um, I mean, I was, of course, I'm the chief warrior. So I was worried, <laughs> you know, when people started showing up and where they're going to park and what they're going to do and, you know, do we have all the people back from the course and, you know, how is it going to be and is there hot water and food and what else do you need? And, you know, I, I want to be there. I would love to be there every single lap when people got back in. But, you know, there's been a, I think I came into it a little, uh, little low energy, a little beaten up from this year. And it's like, you know, I was there when I could be. So. No, you're the guy, you're the emotional support crew. Yeah. I mean, you get pretty stripped down out there. It's tough. You have to, you know, it feels like a failure sometimes when you don't go back out. Um, and it always helps having someone there to tell you, you should go back or like when you should go back out or not, but also just to like make you feel comfortable with your decision. Yeah. But I mean, th there's people that are showing up and they've just laid down huge, huge efforts and they walk by and they're like, I can't go back out. And they're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, what are you saying you're sorry to me for? You just did something huge and amazing and you left it all out there. You're not disappointing me. I think you've done a great job. But it's just they want, I mean, I don't know how I got the, the, the vibe of they don't want to disappoint me, but it's it's not. I mean, I've you know, so I think if I had to count, I think there's six people I cry with at the finish line. It's like, it's all awesome. It's because I'm crying because I'm so happy because you did such a great job. And it's just like you're, you are spent. And when you're when you're that spent and you're sitting there, I mean, three of them I knew, but three of them I didn't know. It's like you're you're crying with a total stranger, just somebody who's been you just seen now for twenty six hours. So that's a beautiful thing. I think it's beautiful. That's cool. Yeah, that's why we keep you around. You know that. And... But it t again, these events—it's a lot of men. It doesn't end. It's like it's a great thing, but it. You, you sometimes forget how much energy it does take to to put these events on and organize and it's a there's yeah. a little bit of a lead-in a little bit of a process yeah but you get help from everyone like Bubba's out there oh yeah he was doing work long in advance yeah uh, making sure the fields were cleaned up and um, the courses marked a little bit and remarked or yeah. you know Bubba went out and added on 200 feet and I was like, we don't need that yet, Papa. <laughs> I love it. We don't need it yet. Yeah. Uh, but that's so cool. It, it, you know, he really appreciates this community. When, you know, he's seen this through. And um, yeah, it's, again, super special to me, but also 
reading everyone's race reports and recaps over the past few days, obviously it's like, sometimes I get desensitized of how lucky we are to live where we live and do these things. And, and that 50 miles is pretty damn far. Oh yeah. And watching people set, set these goals, achieve them, not achieve them, come back. Uh, it's the, it's why we do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So on that note, should wrap this up. It's 10 PM on Tuesday night. Yeah. Get this out there and, We'll have registration open January 1st for Bubba's 2024. Mm. Spread the word. Um, Thanks, guys. It was super fun sharing this event with everyone that participated and didn't participate. Tried to keep things chugging along on on the socials. So um, one last plug, Blackout Mountain Race at Cranmore, November 4th. It starts at sunset. Super fun. Get little Bubba flashbacks. We'll have the lanterns out there. Sure. But man, it's crazy having an event that ends in like a couple hours. Yeah. Feels like a <laughs> feels like a, a rush, a real rush. All right. Well, thank you, thank you, Monty. Thanks, Andrew. And uh, until next time.